0: Okay. Good afternoon, everybody. So, a few uh, off-label disclosures: uh, metronidazole and uh, intracolonic vancomycin are not um, FDA-approved for uh, use in um, c difficile infection, and uh, FMT is investigational and not approved by FDA for use in C. Diff as well, but they do allow it for C. Diff not responsive to standard treatments, as long as you uh, get informed consent. So I'm going to talk about uh, some new recommendations from one of our societies, Infectious Disease Society of America and the Society for Healthcare Epidemiology of America, which is an infection control society. uh, not just because I'm an infectious disease doctor, but also because th- these, these were published this year and the prior ACG guidelines were from 2013 and the prior IDSA guidelines were from 2010. Uh, I'm going to talk about fidaxomicin and uh, uh and their roles in preventing C. diff recurrence. And um, uh, I'm also going to talk about FMT for uh, treatment of recurrent C. diff. So... Uh, as part of the management of C. diff, you, you want to stop the inciting antibiotic as soon as possible, if, if you can. Uh, these are, uh, again, new guidelines from Infectious Disease Society of America published this year. And um, they still uh, divide C. diff into uh, severe and mild to moderate. They just changed the mild to moderate to non-severe based on some of the, uh, how the clinical trials were set up. Uh, they use the same severity criteria, white cell greater than 15,000 being severe or uh, acute kidney injury. Uh, instead of using a rising creatinine, they just say a creatinine more than 1.5, and they do, they do discuss that these are not going to be valid in patients with chronic kidney disease and hematological malignancies. For the non-severe disease, the difference uh, compared to the old IDSA and ACG guidelines uh, is before, metronidazole was the drug of choice. Uh, now they're recommending vancomycin or fidaxomycin and to not use metronidazole unless you can't uh, uh, afford the other two. And the rationale they use is there, there, there are four clinical trials comparing vanco and metro. 1983-96 uh, uh, showed that vanco and metro were equivalent, um, um, Uh, But Metro was a lot cheaper In 2007, uh, Frank Czar and colleagues uh, Showed that for severe disease Vancomycin was superior in terms of cure rates Uh, So uh, that's where Vancomycin uh, was recommended for severe disease And then after the two guidelines that I mentioned were published in 2014 There are two additional clinical trials comparing Vanco and Metro And uh, it's there that In either trial, there were different populations studied. Uh, In the intention to treat, there was no difference between Vanco and Metro. Uh, When they combined the trials, they did see a difference. Uh, It it looked like it was more so in severe disease, but their conclusion and their interpretation in this guideline was that vancomycin was superior for cure rates in both severe and Uh, non-severe. Fedaxomycin, as I'll talk about a little later, uh, the, uh, that Obviously this is very different than prior guidelines it Moved into uh, first episode Due to the uh, data that it has similar cure rates as Vanco um, But lower recurrence rates uh, The severe complicated is the same It's just they changed the name to fulminant uh, I'm not sure uh, exactly why Probably to distinguish it from severe C. diff As the uh, uh, the uh, treatment is exactly the same as the prior guidelines, um, which mostly are expert opinion based. Uh, on the bottom there, I talk about FMT, is uh, again, the data is for recurrent C. diff, and uh, there are mainly case reports, case series for, for fulminant C. diff. Uh, and then, phydaxomycin uh, patients with fulminant C. diff were excluded from the trial, so it's not uh, recommended for, for treatment of fulminant C. diff. So recurrence C. diff is thought to primarily be a result from disruption of the colonic microbiota. And the microbiota is the total collection of microorganisms in the colon. The microbiome is the total collection of genes and gene products, which is what we can measure with uh, nucleic acid analysis. It's hard to culture every single microbe in the, uh, in the colon. Uh, recurrence rates uh, in the four clinical trials I mentioned are similar with VANCO or METRO. And recurrence usually occurs within four weeks after completing treatment. And it's important to know and and counsel patients on the the risk of recurrency diff. Increases after each episode. After the first episode, the risk is up to 20 to 25 percent. After the second, up to 40 to 45 percent. And after the third or additional, greater than 60 to 65 percent. And, again, it's thought that... uh, As you you treat C. diff, especially vancomycin and metronidazole, kill a lot of the normal colonic microbiota. Uh, Your uh, colonic dysbiosis increases over time and uh, your recurrence rate increases. Uh, The goals of therapy are to allow for the normal colonic microbiota to restore itself. Uh, One of the other reasons for recurrence is uh, that C. diff uh, can form uh, spores. It's a gram-positive bacillus anaerobic spore forming. Here's the gram-positive bacillus, which is also called a vegetative form. This is the form that produces toxin. When you try to to kill it or it goes out in the environment, uh, you can see here it converts to spore form. That's not killed by anti-C. diff therapy. And when you stop treatment... Uh, with, uh, let's say, vancomycin, the spore form can uh, germinate into the vegetative form and produce toxin and cause recurrent disease. Uh, so this is the, uh, again, the, this, what do you do for a second episode of uh, C. diff? In in prior guidelines, it was treat the same as the first, which vancomycin for severe and metronidazole for mild to moderate. Here, there, um, you can see the the... The quality of the evidence is, 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 is best for phydaxomycin and they're recommending phidaxomycin if you used vancomycin initially. Um, they're recommending a vancomycin tapered pulse earlier and, uh, or, or a vancomycin course. And the tapered pulse regimen, again, you're, you're tapering over six to eight weeks or more, and that's, uh, the, the point of that is to allow, try to allow for your normal colonic microbiota to restore itself the pulse is is for the spore forms where you're giving a dose of vancomycin you're killing the vegetative forms some of them will convert to the spore form you wait a couple of days to allow that spore to germinate and then you you're, you're trying to uh, uh, and, and and that's the, the data is not uh, the, you know there's a, there's no there are no clinical trials but the the uh, data for vanco tapered pulse uh, shows improvement in outcomes over uh, just a standard 10-day course so phydaxomycin is a naturally occurring macrocyclic antibiotic if you want to know where it comes from uh, it's listed here it's bactericidal it acts similar to rifamycin's via inhibition of bacterial RNA polymerase uh, but at a distinct site from rifamycin's which is important because there's no cross-resistance it's poorly absorbed mainly exerts its activity in the GI tract, has high fecal concentrations, similar to vancomycin. It's selectively active against gram-positive anaerobes, particularly C. diff and clostridium perfringens. It does have activity against other anaerobic gram-positives like peptostreptococcus, uh, variable activity against aerobic gram-positives like enterococcus and streptococci, less active against some of the non-spore-forming gram-positive bacilli like lactobacillus, and then it's poorly active against anaerobic gram-negatives like bacteroides, aerobic gram-negatives like E. coli. And then also, uh, different from uh, other drugs, it's some clostridia are resistant. And some of these clostridia, as I'll show you, are an important part of the normal colonic microbiota. So itself, has a relatively low ecological impact on the intestinal microbiota. There is some resistance, but it's uh, rare. Uh, No cross-resistance with rifamycins. These are the two trials, uh, multi-center, randomized, double-blind trials comparing fidaxomycin versus vancomycin. And uh, they both, uh, so a little over uh, 500 patients in each trial. So the the clinical cure is the resolution of diarrhea after the second day after completing therapy. And the cure rate is the same between vanco and fidaxomycin. Uh, the recurrence rate is, after you stop treatment, does the patient have recurrence C. diff within four weeks? And that was lower with uh by about 10% in the first trial and, and 14% absolute risk reduction. If you look at the relative, it's around 40% and 50%, so like uh, cut in half, basically, in the, in the second trial. And this was only apparent in subgroup analysis with the non-epidemic strains, the non-NAP1 strains. Um, as you can see here, uh, it's not really clear why uh, that would be. Um, so the um, again, so th- this is for a third episode and beyond for um, the the newer IDSA guidelines. Uh, you can see the recommendations here: tapered pulse, um, rifaximin chaser, which is is uh, again the, the evidence for rifaximin ch- chaser is is really case reports. Uh, you can see the level of evidence. There's is low, um, the quality of evidence. Um, you can see phydaxomycin and then FMT, which has probably the best evidence for patients with uh, third or, or fourth episode of C. diff or more. So immunotherapy, uh So a, a, third poss- a third reason why C. diff might recur in addition to altered clonic microbiota spore form is inability to mount an antitoxin immune response. Um, in the uh, older days, uh, I remember using IVIG for patients that had, you know, f- five, ten episodes of C. diff uh, with e- uh, equivocal uh, response rates. Um, so bezlotuximab is a is a monoclonal antibody against toxin B. And in the modify one and modify two that Dr. Binyon mentioned, uh, the, the, the randomized double blind placebo controlled trials, which involved around 2,600 adults. With primary or recurrency diff, and they either received standard of care therapy, which is either Metro, Vanco, or Fidaxomycin, plus either Beslotuximab or Placebo. No difference in the initial cure rate. The recurrence rate was about absolute 10% uh, difference. Actotuximab, which is monoclonal against toxin A, uh, was not, uh, not effective in decreasing recurrency diff. So a couple of, uh, just some, some of my personal experience with um, fadaxomycin, it's uh, very expensive. Uh, since the publication of this guideline, I've noted that uh, uh, it, it seems to be covered in, in more instances um, by insurance. Uh, typically, I will send a prescription to the pharmacy uh, and ask them to tell me what the copay is. They put it through, and, and uh, these patients uh, uh, will, are, usually they're not willing to pay four thousand dollars for a prescription. Uh, what about use earlier? So, as I mentioned, fidaxomicin has a lower uh, impact on the colonic microbiota than vancomycin, and and and, the, and I agree with this. I think using using it earlier when you're when you haven't yet. Caused major damage to the colonic microbiota, is, is probably more effective than using it later, third or fourth, fifth episode, when there's already um, uh, uh, colonic extensive colonic dysbiosis, where the phydaxomycin effect of decreasing uh, killing of normal colonic microbiota won't be as uh, likely, won't be as uh, uh, pronounced. Uh, I have used phydaxomycin after uh, FMT, when patients have failed FMT in the 10% of cases. Um, I've only treated a few patients. There's not a lot of literature on it. it uh, and and the, the, the rationale there is you, you don't want to kill your um, newly in, uh, instilled colonic flora from the transplant. So it would make sense that phydaxomycin would you know, maybe a good choice in that scenario. And then... Uh, we are doing PCR uh, at, at Cleveland Clinic. Uh, it, it's, it's hard to get, but you can ask your lab. Uh, they can look at the machine and try to find out if it's NAP1 or non-NAP1. Uh, and uh, perhaps use fidexomycin just for non-NAP1 if you can get that information from the lab. uh, uh again, is, is newer. Um, the main... Um, barrier right now is high cost infusion required uh, about forty five hundred dollars per course uh, there are two cost-effective analyses published um, one by Prabhu et all um, supported by merck um, and they use the same criteria as in the modify one and modify two trials which is patients receiving standard therapy as listed here plus either beslotuximab or placebo and they found that uh, it was cost-effective at a willingness to pay threshold of $50,000 per quality-adjusted life years gained. Basically, the quality is uh, the higher the quality, the higher the quality of life, and the threshold is how much you're willing to pay for that. A follow-up study done at the Cleveland Clinic and Thomas Jefferson, um, they they took a little different approach. They figured that bezalituximab would be used probably best after a first recurrence, um, where you have a 20-25% to chance of C. diff coming back, maybe this is a good time to intervene. And they took out metronidazole. They thought that probably is not a, they figured that's not a, uh, the best choice for a second episode of C. diff. So they compared oral vanco, fidaxo, and bezalotuximab plus vanco. Um, they, they they put the willing to, to pay threshold at 100,000. And vancomycin was the most cost-effective, had the lowest cost, and the quality is listed there. Fidaxomycin had a higher Quality-adjusted uh, life years gained, uh, but the cost was uh, needed 500000 over $500,000 per quality gained, which is much higher than that threshold. beslotuximab plus vanco uh, had a lower quality than vanco than phidaxomycin and uh, higher cost, so it was uh, the conclusion was unlikely cost-effective. At this point, um, this this is new. The role of the uh, beslotuximab is not clear at this point. Uh, IDSA-SHEA, after it was published, they did add in their introduction that these will be covered in subsequent guideline updates. Just to compare the uh, ACG IDSA guidelines, uh, which are listed here from 2013, 2010, and then 2018, the initial episode, as I mentioned, and the severe is, is metronidazole or vancomycin for the older guidelines. Uh, the, the IDSA had 10 to 14 days, but since the clinical trials all used 10 days, Uh, IDSA uh, caught up and now they're recommending 10 days Uh, As you can see here, uh, the differences that I I explained uh, earlier The initial um, severe complicator or fulminant is the same Um, The the ACG recommended a lower dose of uh, vancomycin If there's no uh, signs of ileus or abdominal distension The recurrency diff, again, previously in both of the guidelines you would, for the second episode, you would use Metro or Vanco based on the severity. For the second recurrence, you would use a Vanco taper pulse. And then um, third recurrence, consider FMT. Uh, now, uh, as you can see, it's, it's a little uh, – they're, they're trying to get, again, more aggressive earlier with, with using uh, Fidaxomycin or a Vanco taper pulse for the first recurrence. And then second recurrence or later uh, – as you can see here, including FMT. So uh, I wanted to provide a little bit of ID perspective in diagnosis and treatment, and I'm going to reiterate what uh, Dr. Frey uh, mentioned. Uh, so again, so asymptomatic colonization, uh, meaning you're colonized with the organism but not necessarily producing any toxin or having colitis, is 3 to 26% among adult inpatients. And as uh, Dr. Frey mentioned, eight, up to 8% in IBD. Uh, And uh, compared to less than 2% of asymptomatic uh, healthy adults Second, after you treat C. diff C. diff is known to shed in the stool for weeks Up to 4 to 6 weeks And this was done in a study where they cultured stool, skin, and the environment uh, After treatment was done And they found found growth of C. diff on all these sites For up to 4 weeks or more So if you test somebody Especially with a, a test that detects the organism, it's it's high chance of being positive after you treat the patient, which is why you don't do test of cure. And if you test somebody that doesn't have symptoms of C. diff, there's a decent chance they might be colonized. So uh, the C. diff PCR is an organism detection assay, meaning it detects the toxin B gene, essentially detecting the organism. It's not detecting toxin. Uh, so that could indicate that you're either colonized or infected. Highly sensitive, but not as specific. The uh, GDH is also an organism detection assay. Uh, so the toxin assays would be the EIA. Um, now the problem is that the sensitivity can be lower. Uh, you can miss up to 20% of cases of C. diff. Uh, in the past, we, uh, we used to do multiple EIA assays. Uh, with PCR being so sensitive, we recommend one PCR. Uh, in the newer IDSA guidelines, because we have a lot of, we're, we're having issues with colonization and patients being treated unnecessarily, um, they're recommending that if, if your um, clinicians are uh, not able to only do C. diff testing in people with symptoms, they recommend a two-step assay, either GDH and followed by EA or PCR followed by EIA. Uh, and This is what we're doing right now at the Cleveland Clinic. We're doing a PCR and then we're reflexing to EIA. So if you have a patient who gets a C. diff test, a PCR that's positive and they don't have diarrhea, they, maybe they did it for the wh- a white count that was high and the EIA is negative, we'll consider that colonization. There is a better toxin assay, the cell uh, cytotoxicity neutralization assay. Uh, it's just uh, lacks standardization and it's a send-out test. It would be uh, again, more sensitive than EIA, but it's not practical. So you're limited really to relying on symptoms, uh, increase in the baseline number of bowel movements. FMT, uh, is, uh, as we talked about, recurrency diff can persist with many bouts over months to years, despite standard therapies, including uh, taper pulse. Again, it's thought to primarily result from disruption of the clonic microbiota. Uh, colonization resistance is a concept where the normal colonic microbiota is composed of a large and diverse community of microbes that resist against colonization by new microbes, not just C. diff, but by other multi drug resistant uh, microbes like ESBL, E. coli, etc. And antibiotics kill normal microbiota, colonic microbiota and impair this colonization resistance, which can last up to four weeks or longer after the antibiotics are completed. For FMT, the data, uh, as many of you know, up until 2013, uh, we we had a lot of case series and case reports. This uh, systematic review in the Annals of Internal Medicine had a total of 480 patients, and you can see the uh, number of C. diff recurrences listed here, 85% cure rate without recurrence, and the rate of uh, cure depended on the method of administration, colonoscopy being the highest, versus enema and upper GI tract insulation. Uh, so they, they said there was a substantial effect of FMT, it's just that the evidence was low. And capsules had uh, similar efficacy. Until 2013, we didn't have any clinical trials, and since then there's been four and, and, and one more as well. Um, and the, the, the first one was the New England Journal in 2013 where they compared FMT versus Vanco in the Netherlands through a nasal duodenal tube, and the success rate was 80, around 80 percent, second FMT 94 percent versus Vanco around 30%. Uh, the next trial compared to uh, Vanco Taper Pulse in Italy, and um, they had a lower uh, rate of success, 65%, but went up to 90% with a second FMT versus 26% for, for, for Vanco. Uh, the the third trial was actually a, a um, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial where they did colonoscopy on both, both patients, but in one, one patient... The the treatment group would get FMT donor stool, and the control group would get their own stool. And this was done in the U.S. uh, via colonoscopy, and their success rate was 91% and 100% with a second FMT versus 63% with controls, which is uh, likely similar, a little more accurate to what we're seeing with colonoscopy FMT, around 90%. Uh, The last study they did, Enema, uh, FMT, and they had a very low rate of success, 44% versus VANCO, 58%. What about FMT in patients with C. diff and IBD? Uh, There are uh, two studies I'm going to go over here. There's a, a descriptive study in eight academic centers. Patients who had established IBD who underwent FMT for recurrent C. diff followed for a minimum of three months. The primary outcome was C. diff recurrence three months after FMT, and the secondary outcomes are listed here, IBD activity and severity at three months, based on judgment of the treating physician, endoscopic findings, disease activity scores. There were 35 patients with Crohn's, 31 UC, 43 immunosuppressives, unimmunosuppressives. You can see the mean number of C. diff episodes. The initial success was around 80% and increased to 90 after repeat FMT. Disease activity improved in 37%, no change in 30%, and worse in 13%. And there were serious adverse events that they reported, uh, not necessarily related to FMT. Uh, The second study was the University of Minnesota, where uh, they did FMT in 43 IBD patients via colonoscopy. The success rate, and they compared the success rate IBD versus non-IBD, and it's 74% in patients with IBD and 92% in patients without IBD. After a second procedure, success rate increased to 83% in IBD, uh, but 99% without IBD. And there was no difference in response based on immunosuppressive therapy or severity of uh, type of IBD or severity of IBD. Uh, And the multivariable analysis showed that Uh, IBD was independently associated with failure of FMT for treatment of C. diff. Um, They reported a clinically significant flare after FMT in 25%, and they hypothesize that this is due to likely instability and engraftment of the FMT bacteria caused by IBD-related host factors and uh, including antimicrobial peptides. So the human microbiota, uh, as I mentioned before, the microbiota is the total collection of microorganisms. The microbiome is the total collection of gene and gene products, including RNA proteins, metabolites, produced by the microbial communities, and that's uh, what what we can measure with uh, nucleic acid testing. There are about 90 or so trillion organisms. Uh, As you can see here, the number of microbiota cells exceed human cells by tenfold, and the microbial genome exceeds the human genome by at least 250-fold. And every human body site has a distinct microbial composition. So the colonic microbiota uh, is composed of two prominent bacterial phyla. Fifty percent of the bacteria are in the Firmicutes class. These are gram positives like Clostridium, Lactobacillus, Streptococcus, Fecalobacterium, Ruminococcus. About 30 percent are Bacteroidetes, which is mainly dominated by Bacteroides. And a small amount, less than five percent, are proteobacteria, which includes enterobacteriaceae like E. coli, Klebsiella, etc. So, in the New England Journal trial in the Annals of Internal Medicine trial that I mentioned, they looked at the microbial diversity before FMT. For example, the New England Journal trial was low, and after FMT, they noted more bacteria, more bacteroidetes, and Clostridium, and less proteobacteria by a hundredfold. In the Annals of Internal Medicine trial, they found before FMT, marked dysbiosis, lower diversity, fewer firmicutes and bacteroidetes, and more proteobacteria. And then after uh, FMT, there was normalization of the fecal microbiota. In a nutshell, you want more firmicutes and bacteroidetes and less proteobacteria is what we're, we're seeing after FMT. And this is consistent with what we know about the normal colonic microbiota. And this is the Phidaxomycin versus Vanco New England Journal trial. They took stool samples from 20 patients, 10 in the Phidaxomycin group and 10 in the Vanco group, not on concomitant antibiotics. And they looked at the um, clonic microbiota, and Vanco led to a decrease in Bacteroides, Prevotella group, and Firmicutes, Clostridium, uh, cocoides and and Leptum. And Phidaxomycin appeared to spare these groups. And I did mention this before. Phidaxomycin seems to have... A selective activity against difficile and perfringens and resistant to some of the other Clostridia, and phydaxomycin doesn't have activity against Bacteroides. So it makes sense where phydaxomycin, which affects the normal colonic flora less, may have a lower recurrence rate. Key takeaway, stop inciting antibiotics as soon as possible. Now, this, again, based on newer guidelines that are uh, uh, obviously very different than older guidelines, but uh, leaning more towards it using fidaxomycin earlier, maybe the first or the second episode, that makes some sense in terms of when your colonic microbiota is, is healthier, quote-unquote, earlier on. Uh, um, fidaxomycin might have less, uh, more of an impact at that point. Um, yeah. Using um, uh, uh, so so for the metronidazole versus vanco uh, again the, the, these I think it, you can interpret the study the, the last clinical trial in 2014 uh, um, differently depending on how you look at it IDSA is suggesting not using metronidazole for non-severe um, now uh, the, the cost might be higher since there's a new liquid formulation of vancomycin. Uh, and depending on your s- state laws, we can we can um, we can compound vancomycin in a liquid form for very cheap. But if there's a commercial form of vancomycin now, there are some uh, guidelines or laws where you might not be able to compound the vancomycin. You might have to use an FDA-approved version. Now that there's one out, previously we only had capsules. Uh, immunotherapy. I think uh, I think the Uh, It's too early uh, And there are really no guidelines on its use right now Um, It does have a similar decrease in recurrence rate as phydaxomycin, About a 10% absolute decrease in risk And finally, recurrence C. diff is thought to primarily result from disruption of the normal clonic um, microbiota And you want to minimize killing of the normal clonic microbiota um, By using antibiotics only when needed uh, Using the most narrow spectrum uh, changing from broad spectrum to targeted as soon as possible uh, by making sure you have appropriate cultures initially. Uh, and use the shortest antibiotic duration possible. We know that uh, more than seven days of antibiotics, uh, your, your risk of uh, C. difficile infection is, is a lot higher. So, so thank you very much.